This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to All the Right Marketing on the podcast where we speak with anyone in the book industry, whether they are aspiring writers, published authors, booksellers, librarians, on how they are getting their messages to their readers. How are they getting these books into the hands of readers and making a difference? Today's guest is tuning in from California. Helena Kuri is a writer of books for kids and the young at heart. Her best known book is The Paper Kingdom, which was featured on NPR, Good Morning America, and Entertainment Weekly. She also writes articles for publications like the Los Angeles Times, Salon, and the New York Times. Helena is based in Los Angeles, where she enjoys cliffside hikes near the Pacific and a healthy dose of dark chocolate every day. Welcome to the (laughs) podcast. Thank you so much, Maria. It's great to be here. Okay, the fact that you're hiking and having dark chocolate, I like the balance there, but let's (laughs) talk about the dark chocolate. Yes. How are you having this? How come you're having it every day? So dark chocolate has been my passion for years and years and years. And um, I created a reward system to kind of motivate myself to write because I found that a lot of times when I, when it's time for me to sit down and write, I drag my feet. um, I find excuses to clean the house all of a sudden, you know, that sort of thing. So I realized that dark chocolate is a good motivator for me to actually sit down, turn on my computer, prepare a cup of tea, and then enjoy that chocolate. So I associate good feelings with that time of writing. So it's a system I started, I would say, a little bit right before the pandemic, and it's been working so far. And you know, dark chocolate has antioxidants. It's actually a health food, right? A (laughs) superfood. And you know what? Reward systems work for kids. Why wouldn't they work for adults? Exactly. And I believe that, you know, we carry our inner child with us throughout adulthood. I know I do. That's why I write picture books. And so, um, yeah, reward systems totally work. They definitely work for my dog, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about you writing picture books. When did this begin? Was that the start of your journey? Did you go to college for something in writing? Have you always liked writing? Tell us about your journey. Yeah, sure. So when in college, I majored in English because I have always loved writing. I've always loved books and stories. I mean, how cool is it to experience another life or have a window into someone else's world? So I just love that transportive aspect of uh, stories and books. And so I majored in English and I thought that I was going to write the great American novel, you know, that sort of thing. So I tried my hand at it. And it just wasn't going anywhere. First of all, I didn't really know how to plot a novel, quite frankly. Although I was reading tons of books for my English major, I really, honestly speaking, had to study the currently published works to figure out how to plot, how to make characters interesting, that sort of thing. So when you were studying English, did you read Beowulf? I read Beowulf, Chaucer, <laughs> yeah. you know, Milton, Shakespeare, all the classics. It's really hard to pull plot out of. Uh, it really is. And, yeah. you know, although those works are wonderful to read for inspiration, that sort of thing, if you want to become a novelist today or, a, you know, a, a writer today, you really have to read what's being published today. Because Agreed. 
the pacing is so different, characterization is different, you know, that sort of thing. So I really had to study, you know, the bestseller list to figure out how to plot and create character. Anyway, going back to your question about when I started writing picture books, I had been writing for all ages all along, um, writing picture books, trying my hand at a novel, that sort of thing. And it's actually my children's books, my picture books that got picked up by the publishing industry first. But I hope to have a novel or two published someday. That's fantastic. So tell us about that first picture book. When did it get picked up? By who? Yeah. So my very first picture book was published by Lee and Lowe, which is the um, biggest multicultural publisher in the U.S. And the title is The Turtle Ship. And it's a book based on Korean history. It's my heritage. And it's all about the first ironclad ship in the world, which is shaped like a turtle. And I thought that concept was so cool, especially because nobody knows exactly where the inspiration for that shape of the ship came from. And so I created this story about a boy who has a pet turtle who goes on to inspire the greatest uh, battleship in, in the world. But, you know, uh, my publishing journey continued because after that book published, I got a literary agent and that literary agent was able to sell my other um, stories pretty quickly, which was amazing. And that's when I really realized that it's really wonderful to have a good business partner in the industry, whether it's an agent or even um, beta readers who read your works to make sure that you perfect your craft before you submit anything. That's so, great um, yeah, so it's really good to have partners along the way because I'll tell you the uh, rejections, the closed doors, all that can be so frustrating. You really need other people in your court to kind of help you along the journey. Helena, tell us about the timeline there. Our listeners love to have dates. So when was the first book published, uh, yeah. The Turtle Ship, and then uh, maybe the next book after that? Sure. So the first book was published, I believe it was 2018. And then um, uh, uh, another book sale came pretty rapidly after that. Um, and that book, The Paper Kingdom, was published in 2020. And I've got to tell you, that book, The Paper Kingdom, has been a gift to me over and over again. It's brought me so many readers. It's brought me so many opportunity, opportunities, including speaking on NPR and you know, being featured on these national programs and things. So that that's wonderful. Yeah. How, it, did that, how did that come about? How did those features yeah. happen? So um, some of the publicity opportunities came directly through my publisher, who Penguin Random House, who right. submitted um, the book for uh, different shows and to be written up in different publications, that sort of thing. Um, and also a lot of it had to do with word of mouth and Another thing that I find really helpful is I maintain my own website where readers can find me. And I have an active blog where um, I write posts maybe, you know, about four times a year, I would say. My most recent blog post was about money in publishing. So um, I think a lot of people found that really interesting. And also being on, um, a lot of readers find me through podcasts like this as well as virtual visits online. You know, during the pandemic, I've done a lot of virtual visits with the library and schools and a lot of readers find me that way thanks to the librarians and teachers and parents out there. So um, it's been kind of a mishmash of publicity opportunities. Okay. I would say the national um, opportunities have come through my publisher, 
Okay. The more local opportunities have come, you know, through word of mouth or people finding my books at bookstores and that sort of thing. It's been really cool. That's wonderful. And have you made any connections with other local or maybe not local authors of picture books? Oh, absolutely. Um, very recently, I was a participant in the Pasadena um, Lit Fest event. And there I was on a panel of picture book authors, including Marla Frazzi, who wrote um, Boss Baby. So it was really cool to meet her and be on the panel with other picture book authors. And it's, it's a really... Um, it's a really wonderful thing because, you know, I never knew that once you start publishing books, you would have to do a lot of public speaking. <laughs> you know, had, had somebody told me that, I think I would have, you know, taken speech classes or taken um, some public speaking courses um, when I was uh, growing up. But you're kind of thrown into the fire and asked to speak about your book, which is understandable. Um, the days when a an author could be kind of reclusive and just sit in his or her office, that's, that's gone. You it's really gone. have to, it's gone. You really have to learn how to self-promote, get yourself out there, speak on podcasts and interviews and that sort of thing. So yes, through, through the speaking circuit, I've met quite a number of um, local picture book authors and even uh, internationally too. Um, yeah, we live in a global community now, thanks to the internet. So um, I've met a ton of authors that way. I think one of the, the best things about the job of being an author is your days look so differently. And I wanna go back to the chocolate. I wanna go back to your reward system because you said you are writing picture books, but you also would love to have a novel come out at some point. Tell us a little bit about your routine and how you structure your days. Sure. So I usually write, um, you know, a lot of people have a very uh, structured day when it comes to writing. And I have never been able to accomplish that, unfortunately, simply because I have a day job. I work at Sony Pictures. Um, and so I have to kind of squeeze in writing whenever I can. So what I do is I try to use two hours each day whenever I can squeeze it in, whether it's early in the morning or lunch break or in the evenings to do something related to writing. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm sitting in my seat writing the entire two hours. It means um, reading a book for inspiration or journaling or you know, doing that sort of thing, something related to the cause of writing. And so that has worked for me. And I, I would say the bulk of my writing these days comes during the weekend, simply because that's when I have a little more time. And um, you know, the, the truth about writing is that you have to be able to spend a lot of time by yourself um, because you have to focus. And so that's meant a lot of um, social activities have kind of fallen to the wayside and a lot of family obligations, if they're not absolutely necessary, I kind of push off for a little while. And so I think through the years, people have become understanding of the fact that I have this passion that I need to attend to. Um, yeah. And so they've been very respectful of my time. It's funny you say that because my most creative and best ideas come from walking or driving by myself. And yes. at this point in my life, I have three children and two dogs. And so <laughs> finding yeah, that busy. time, finding that time. So when I am in the car by myself, I'm not listening to the radio. I'm usually just driving. And that's when those thoughts come. So being alone yeah. is, a, is a good point. I actually share that when I walk my dog in the morning, that's when I do a lot of my best thinking because at 7.30 a.m., the neighborhood's still pretty quiet. 
um, nature is all around. And so the ideas just start flying into my head, which is magical. That's wonderful. I also like that you bring up the point that you have a day job because a lot of writers that we interview have day jobs and they're putting in the writing on top of that. And I think that really takes the pressure off of looking at writing books as a number one business. Like I have to make money off of this. I have to, I think when you take that pressure away, you're able to come from a place of passion and purpose versus I need to pay the bills. That's a really good point. And, you know, it's, it's something that I continually try to uh, balance because, you know, the, the business of publishing is truly where art and commerce meet, right? You have to think like a business person too. You have to think about, well, what book is going to sell? What book is marketable? That sort of thing. But at the same time, like you said, not having the pressure of having my writing be my sole, um, you know, bread and butter, that frees me up to be able to write kind of the stories that I do want to write and to um, focus on the passion side of it, not so much the, um, well, I, I have to sell this or else, you know, where's my next paycheck coming from? You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. And I, I have a number of friends who actually write full time. And when I hear about, um, when I hear about their day-to-day -day struggles about balancing, you know, finances with the art that they're pursuing, it does sound really stressful. I think that until you get to a point where your um, writing income is truly able to replace the corporate income or whatever other income you have coming in, it's really important to think hard about, you know, well, um, can I sustain myself with this craft? Um, you know, because it's really, it's really hard on the art when, when you place that much pressure on it to be, you know, that moneymaker. Yeah. And I <laughs> and, think that um, linking your blog posts that you just um, yes. recently wrote, we'll link that in the show notes, because I think that could be a great extension to the start of this conversation, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I do have uh, author friends who got that book deal, that first book deal or that second book deal, and they start rubbing their hands like, oh, I can quit my job. But no, please, please think twice before you do that. <laughs> That's wonderful. And tell us your day job, does it correlate to what you're doing in your writing or is it completely opposite skill set? Um, a little bit because I work in the movie industry. So um, it's a storytelling organization that I work for. So that's really inspiring. When I watch the movies that we produce, it's really cool to see, especially when it's a movie based on a book. I love to see book adaptations. So yes, there is a correlation, um, but in terms of writing and publishing picture books, um, the, the part that really informs my writing job via my day job is the fact that a lot of the marketing, finance, those aspects, it's all the same. And so a lot of the lingo that I learn at work, whether it's things like returns reserve or the operational aspects of book publishing, that all plays into when I read, say, the royalty statements for my picture books. Wow, so that is really, that's a really cool thing because I think, oh, wow, the things that I do for my day job, it's directly impactful for my writing. So that's really neat. That's fantastic. So what is next? Let's see here. What's next? What do you have yeah. right now? If you can tell us and you know, if yes. you can tell us that's okay. 
Of course, I can tell you. So I have a picture book coming out next year in 2023 during the spring. It's called Saurus Seashells. And my publisher this time around will be Candlewick Press. And the story is all about how a girl learns to appreciate her somewhat unusual name, thanks to her grandmother. And then I have another picture book coming out with Random House after that. So um, yeah, so I have projects coming in the pipeline. And like, like I mentioned before, hopefully a novel or two someday. <laughs> we'll see. I'm still cranking away. So we'll see. Fantastic. Well, this has been a wonderful interview, learning a lot from you, and I appreciate your time. So for our listeners, please know we have an interview come out every single Tuesday. So we hope that you will stay tuned to learn more out of the box and box kind of marketing strategies to get your books and your products into the hands of readers. Thank you so much. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.